Isaiah 6, verses 1 to 8. In the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, each with six wings, with two wings covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple, temple was filled with smoke. Woo to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord God Almighty. Then the seraphs flew to me, and with a live coal in its hand, which he had taken with his tongues from the altar. With it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. See, your guilt is taken away from your sin atoned for. Then I heard a voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. John 21, verse 15 to 19. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, Take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Great. Thank you so much. Wonderful that you could share with us, too, just all the ministry and, and even into singing, too, the message of God's love. And now, too, your theme for this year from Isaiah 6 and from John 21. And our text is Isaiah 6, verse 8, where Isaiah responds to all that God has done by saying, Here I am. Send me. So a beautiful response willingness to bring the message. Congregation of Jesus Christ, we gather this morning with that wonderful truth before us that we are to bring the message of Jesus. Now, when we think about that, when we do that with a smile, we have the sense, first of all, that Jesus is, he is the greatest. Jesus 
is above all. He is, he is the greatest person who ever lived. He is uh, God himself. So we would, we would sink between things. Of course, we would want to bring the message of Jesus because he is the wisest. He is the wisdom of God come to earth. We would, we would think in that he is also the most powerful. He is the power of God come into this world. And so, so we would want to speak about him and talk about him as the all-powerful one. And then especially, he is the one who loves and cares for us. And that is the love of God for us. And so we would want to speak about that and share about that. We have a, a wonderful Savior, and we want to share that wonderful message with others. How does that work exactly? How can we share that better? Just a couple things. First of all, we can get to know Jesus more. And that's also, I think, why you come to GEMS. You mentioned, too, it's a lot of fun, and you do all kinds of fun things, but you also talk about the Bible, and you talk about who Jesus is, and you, you learn and you grow in his, his greatness and his love for you. And so also on the Sundays, as we gather together, we, we come into God's presence. We, we want to learn and to grow so that we know more, so we can share better fully all that Jesus has done. So that's one place where, where we begin to see more and more who Jesus is so that we can tell others, share with others. So that's, that's part of your gems time too, and that's so wonderful. The second thing is we can see it in our lives, in our everyday lives, and that's that's really a, a beautiful part of, of living out what we learn and what we believe. That we can see the care and love of Jesus in our lives every day. I had it just last week where I was talking to someone and, and they shared with me that they'd been looking for work and God provided. It's not really in the particular industry this person is in. It's not really a high time, lots of work. But God provided work, and he saw that very much. God providing. He, he called out to God, God help me, and God provided. Beautiful. I know, too, in health situations where, where sometimes, too, we, we are not feeling well, we are ill. And then you wonder what it is and why is it. And then God provides, too, healing. And we see that and we share that and we know about that. God providing, watching over us in our lives. That sense of, of coming to know and see Jesus more and more working. We see that in the church all the time, too. Things going on in the church, people responding in different ways. And we see the hand of God at work. And we, we just stand amazed. We give thanks for all that God is doing. So this morning, in that sense, too, that we continue to encourage one another and even talk about it today in our families or even in the church this morning, share with one another things that the Lord is doing. He is watching over and providing in his love in so many ways.
I wanted just to focus in on what is it like exactly uh, to know Jesus, to know that he cares for you. What, what is an example that, that we see around us that might be somewhat similar? And I heard a story recently, a story about someone who was quite great, uh, famous in fact, who uh, seeks to be in relationship with uh, her fans. And so, so she in her greatness tries to reach out into the lives of her fans, the, the people who look up to her. Uh, she's a singer. Maybe you know her. Taylor Swift. Do you know Taylor Swift? You do. Is she a friend of yours? She talks to you? Oh, no, no. But you know her, right? Absolutely. Here she is. A wonderful, wonderful singer, right? Entertainer has many followers, many fans. Many people are fans of her songs, right? And, and follow her on, on TV and, and different things. And when you do that, when you, you follow her career a little bit and, and all of that, then you get the sense, too, that, that she knows you. She sings about stuff that goes on in life, right? And she, she seems to be, too, very smart, very successful, very beautiful. So, so you think, yeah, this is someone who, who is great and yet, yet touches my life. That's, that's the kind of picture that I want just to, to touch on. Now, I have another picture here of a young man, Kailu... Pettis. Do you know Kailu Pettis? No, neither do I. But he is a real fan of Taylor Swift. He listens to all her songs and watches all the videos, goes to a concert when he can. And he was in trouble. He needed help. People were making fun of him at his school because of his name, Kailu Kailu Pettis. And so they were making fun of him because of his name and because he's really skinny. And so people were bullying him and making his life pretty miserable. And so he called out for help. You know who he called to? Taylor Swift. He wrote her a letter, an email. And he said, this is happening to me. Can you help me? And she wrote him back. Of all the thousands and millions of fans that she has, she wrote him back. And this is what she wrote. She wrote a really nice note. She said to him that he shouldn't be ashamed of being different. He should be proud, proud of things like his name, and that he shouldn't let people judge him for how he looks, and that he should accept himself and that if anyone hits him or hurts him, he should tell his parents or his teacher or call the police. So that's good advice, right? That's helpful. And he received the note, and he was very encouraged. He really was. Taylor Swift is, is doing her best to help people. And that's good. 
It's nice that she does that, that she gives some good advice. But if we take that example, and then if we think now of Jesus, Jesus, who is much greater. He is a true God. And he's pictured in Isaiah 6. Uh, as Peyton was reading there, it, it begins, I saw the Lord seated on a throne. Jesus is, is seated on a throne in heaven. He is so much greater. He is high and exalted. And, and the train of his robe uh, stretches down and fills the temple. So, so there's a picture even of, of his presence even in our church. That's what that's picturing. The train of his robe. He is, he is robed in, in beautiful royal robes, but they extend all the way, all the way down at that time to the temple. In our day, we would say right here, right among us, we see his greatness. We see his glory. We sing about it. And we give thanks for it. So his greatness is displayed, and above him were seraphs. That's angels. So he has mighty, beautiful, glorious angels around him, each with six wings, and, and they are calling, Holy, holy is the Lord Almighty, and that the world is full of his glory. So the picture, we see someone so much greater when we call on Jesus. He is the greatest of all, and he has all authority on this earth. Jesus is true God. He has been the central figure of world history for over 2,000 years, since his birth and death and resurrection. And so his power, his influence, his position also in this world is first and central. And he doesn't just pick one or two people to help once in a while, like Kailu. And it's nice that Taylor helps Kailu, but does she write to all 10 million fans? Have you got a letter from her? Don't think so. But Jesus, Jesus knows each one who, who calls on him. He knows our deepest hearts. He knows our needs. He knows what we're struggling with. He knows our joys when we are celebrating. He knows exactly who we are because he created us. As much as you were born and raised by your parents, God created you. Jesus knows you in that way. And he is there for you in love. So that reality is what we are sharing we are sharing that wonderful truth, that wisdom, that grace of God, that God reaches into our lives. When, when we call on him, when we put our hope, our trust in him, he is there for us. That's who Jesus is. That's the message we want to bring. So what is the central thing that we know about Jesus? What is the central thing? In his greatness, absolutely. But what did he do exactly that's most central? And this is Isaiah 6, where it says that he was 
Isaiah speaks about coming into the presence of this great God, and Isaiah 6 has him, has him seeing how great God is, and, and immediately his, his response is, wait a minute, wait a minute, this is a great and holy God, and I'm, I'm unholy. I'm unworthy. Why would this great and amazing God who, who is holy and pure, and, and why would he have an interest in me? And so that's what confronts him right away. But what happens in verse 6? One of those amazing angels comes and, and takes a, a purifying coal from the fire and touches Isaiah's mouth, touches his life, and, and he is forgiven. He is, he is made pure. He is made right with God. He is, he is no longer in, in all his weakness and, and sin and things that he does wrong. He is forgiven. He is touched by the forgiving grace of God. And when he is touched like that, he realizes Jesus is the one who forgives my sin. That's the central thing. Though I have no right, he is the one who forgives my sin. He is the Savior of the world and my Savior. So that, that needs to be the center, that we, we recognize his greatness, absolutely, but we recognize that this is what he has done for us. And then, then when we know that, we can begin to bring the message. The message of Jesus, who is that great God who does love us and forgive our sins. And that's why we read from the story of John 21 about Peter. There's a beautiful example of that where Peter, Peter was a follower of Jesus. But at a certain point, he boasted even, I'm better than the rest. I'm the best follower of Jesus there is. And when Jesus needed him the most, when Jesus was arrested, when Jesus was being tried, when he was about to be killed, then Peter said, I don't know that guy. And he denied him three times. When Jesus needed his help the most, Peter wasn't there. He said, I don't know that guy. I can't help him. Peter sinned against God. Imagine if you are with your best friends. If you are out with your best friends and you're walking along the street and a bully comes up and starts bothering you and all your friends run away. And you're standing there with the big bully and he is about to hit you. And all your friends say, oh, I don't know. I don't know you. I'm out of here. I'm running away. When you met those friends afterwards, what would you say to them? You lousy friends. I was there. I needed you. And you left me. You awful, awful friends. The picture in John 21 is Jesus coming to Peter and you wonder, how will Jesus react? 
And Jesus responds. He, you think he should ignore Peter? He should chew him out. He should just send him away. But instead, he asks him three times. One time for each time that Peter denied him. He asks him, do you love me? And in the sense of, of Peter's response, Peter says, yes, deep down I do. I failed you miserably, but I do love you. And he is forgiven. So that is the message of Jesus. Jesus coming to us when we very often too have denied and failed him in our lives as, as young people, as adults. We don't, don't deserve any of his time at all. And yet, in grace, in love, we see Jesus here as he is. So powerful, so wise, so gracious to forgive us and to draw us again into his presence and into his love and to be called to follow him. Peter received that message from Jesus in his own life. What kind of messenger was he after this? Do you think he was pretty strong and convinced when he went to other people and said, God loves you? I think so, right? He understood. He understood the forgiveness of God. And so actually, if you look at Peter's life... After that point, he began in the church there in Jerusalem. He became the head of the church there, and he witnessed powerfully to who Jesus was to all around because he knew in his own heart that Jesus' love overcame his sin and brought him fully into God's loving care. So that's what we are called to do. Jesus' love for us compels us to bring the message of that great love to others. And we are called to do that in different ways. We do that in prayer, when we pray for the needs of others. We do that in words, when we tell our story that Jesus was there in the struggles of our life. We also do it in deeds, when we actually help others in the name of Jesus, when we go out and help feed and clothe and, and just share out of, out of our love for them. To do that with a smile and to share the truth about Jesus that we know. So God is still looking for messengers. God continues to call us to share that good news. And so we want to be those kind of people to recognize what God has done in our lives and his call on our lives so that, that when we have opportunity, we share that good news of Jesus as the Lord and Savior. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you that we can recognize your forgiving grace in our lives again this morning. Lord, we pray that you would continue to restore and help us when we are in need. Lord, we thank you that the gems can share with us the joy of the message of salvation that they are learning about and growing in. We thank you for the witness of their leaders building into their lives and that they can also share with us here in church this morning. Lord, we heard the message through their smiles and their joy and your love for them and your love for us. Lord, we want to pray 
that you would continue to make us a witness to those here in Lacombe, our friends and neighbors, that you would help us uh, speak to them, that you would help us to show your love to them in deeds of love and mercy, and that you would continue to build your church and build your kingdom until that great day when you come again in glory to make all things new. We put our hope, our trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen.